It's Daily Thunder, booming out the truth of Jesus Christ live every weekday morning from the Ellerslie campus in Windsor, Colorado. To learn more, visit ellerslie.com. Hi, this is Leslie Ludi for Daily Thunder, and this is our series on becoming brave. And I've been stepping into this series every so often to highlight stories from Christian history, men and women who illustrated this concept of stunning composure while staring at a world crisis or any kind of crisis. These are stories that have most personally impacted and inspired me since I'm not naturally a courageous person. Since I'm not naturally a courageous person, I have recognized what is really possible when an ordinary man or woman simply yields to the power and the courage and the bravery of God. So I would like to highlight Mary Slessor for you today. If you follow the Set Apart podcast, I shared her story on my podcast recently. She was a missionary to Africa, and she would go where other missionaries refused to go. You can see as you study her life that God was preparing her for stunning bravery, stunning composure in the midst of crisis from a very early age because she grew up in the school of hard knocks. She had an alcoholic father. This was in the 1800s in Scotland, so she was impoverished. She had to help her mother support the family. Some of her siblings died of disease. It was a very rough life. She had to work in a factory uh, very early in the morning to very late at night from a young age. She did not have it easy. And, And one of the earliest lessons in bravery came when she was attempting to teach a Sunday school class and some gang, street gang type of guys confronted her, specifically one bully. And he threatened her with like a switchblade or a a razor blade and basically said he was going to cut her if she didn't stop teaching the Sunday school lessons. And she just stared him down, refused to budge, didn't flinch and just stared at him, locked eyes with him. And he was dangling this blade very close to her face. And she did not show any moment or sign of fear. And finally, he was just so overwhelmed by her courage that he walked away and she won the victory that day. And it was such an important lesson for what she would face when she went to Africa as a missionary. When God called her to be a missionary in Africa, a lot of missionaries at that time were setting up their missions based along the coastline because it was the most logical place for them to be. They could have access, a lot better access to food that they were used to eating. They would be more protected from the dangers. There weren't quite as many diseases along the coast. Even so, a lot of them still died. It was a very dangerous place for missionaries to go in the 1800s, was to go to Africa. But Mary had a passion to go to the interior of Africa, where no one had ever been, where no Christian had ever been, where the gospel had never come. And everyone told her, this is not safe. You can't go there as a single woman, especially. There is not only disease, but these tribes, the people who live in the interior are very superstitious. They're violent. They're demonic. And they they torture and kill people. They're cannibals. And you're going straight in there just by yourself. And yet she knew she wasn't going straight in there by herself because she had the power of God backing her up. In the last time I shared on this series, I talked about that concept of sprinting toward the battle rather than retreating from the danger. And that's what you see in the life of David when he sprinted toward Goliath with liquid ferocity. And Daniel, when the king signed that decree that no one was allowed to pray to anyone but him, he boldly opened his windows and said, I'm going right to the midst of the danger by standing for the one true God. And this is the kind of boldness that God has called us to as Christians. But it's really easy to say, well, that's only for people in the Bible, or that's only for these few men and women throughout Christian history. 
Yet here's a quote from Mary Slessor that really articulates it so well that she was not a special Christian. She had no special abilities beyond the rest of us, but she had faith in a mighty God. This is what she said, Lord, the task is impossible for me, but not for thee. Lead the way and I will follow. Why should I fear? I am on a royal mission. I am in the service of the King of Kings. And that needs to become our motto in such a time as this. Why should we fear? We are on a royal mission. We are in the service of the King of Kings. That was her perspective. She wasn't just this tough woman who said, you know, I can handle the danger. I can handle the pressure. She said, the task is impossible for me, but not for you, Lord. Lead the way and I will follow. When we have that surrendered attitude, that is what leads to stunning composure in the face of crisis because he is the one working through us. He is the one leading us. We are simply following him and we have that clear understanding that we have nothing to fear. If God is for us, who can stand against us? We are on a royal mission. She went further inland than any other missionary had ever gone at that time, other than David Livingston. And she did things that other missionaries would never dream of doing. She began to live among the tribal people, even with all of their violent ways. They were very oppressive towards women. They had so many superstitions that were very barbaric. They would kill any babies that were born as twins. And any little tiny infraction of tribal custom would cost someone their life in a very violent way. And she lived among them. She ate their food. She slept in those mud huts. She would take in the the children that were about to be killed and raise them as her own. And one of my my favorite stories from Mary Slessor's life happened when she was living among a tribal group and she stumbled across a situation where a woman who had broken one of the tribal rules was about to be publicly scalded with hot oil, probably scalded to death. And Mary saw this tribal warrior decked out with his war paint and his feathers, and he had this cauldron of sizzling, boiling hot oil, and he was dancing around this woman who was tied up on the ground, and the whole village had gathered around to watch the show. And she was horrified at what was about to happen and ran straight between the woman and the warrior. And he was so shocked that anybody would dare to infringe upon his his living out of the tribal justice, his his ability to torture this woman that he just couldn't believe it at first. And then finally, he realized, okay, if I'm going to scald this woman, the tribal woman, I'm going to have to get through this crazy missionary lady first. So he started to dance around Mary with his ladle of hot oil. And he got closer and closer and closer to her to where she could hear it swishing right by her ear. And he had it right up by her face. And his nose was almost against her nose and they locked eyes. And just like that bully, that gang member who had threatened her with the sharp blade when she was a young woman teaching Sunday school, she locked eyes with this warrior and she did not flinch. She did not budge. She refused to let him intimidate her. She had this incredible supernatural courage and bravery flowing through her because she was surrendered fully to Jesus Christ. And he had never seen anything like that. He didn't know what to do with it. And finally, he threw his ladle down in disgust and stalked away. The tribal people were so shocked by seeing that kind of courage through this woman's life. She had no weapons. She was a short little Scottish woman. 
And this warrior was incredibly scary and intimidating and could have easily killed her. And she did not back down. And it was her courage that won the victory of the day. And actually her courage that day, because she went straight into where the the greatest danger was, and she didn't try to cower in her hut and self-protect, that is what paved the way for the gospel to come to that village because the people began saying, maybe there is a power greater than our violence and our superstition. We need to know more about the God that she serves. We see that kind of amazing victory all throughout scripture when someone is willing to boldly go straight into the danger, knowing that God is going to give them the courage that they need. Incredible miracles happen. I think about the story of Esther. When she goes to the king, she knew that If she went into him when she was not invited and she tried to appeal to him on behalf of her people, it would very possibly cost her life. Even though she was a queen, she was basically like a slave because the king could just end her life on a whim anytime he felt like it. But instead of hiding in a corner and self-protecting, she chose to boldly face the danger. And we all know that we all know that verse from Esther 416. I will go to the king, which is against the law. And if I perish, I perish. She laid down her life. She put it on the altar. And that's what gave her incredible bravery. Because of her willingness to go straight toward the greatest danger, the entire nation of Israel was miraculously saved and its enemies were hanged on their own gallows. Talk about an incredible redemption of something the enemy meant for good because she was willing to go towards the danger instead of away from it in the power of God. And then, of course, we see this in the life of Jesus. He's the most awe-inspiring example of sprinting toward the battle that this world has ever seen. He could have prayed to his father and received more than 12 legions of angels to protect him from the horrors of the cross. But he went boldly forward, knowing what was going to happen, but saying a wholehearted yes to that cup, cup of suffering that his father had set before him. He sprinted toward the battle with each and every step on that road to Calvary. And the result is that the enemy's power was shattered and Jesus won the greatest victory of all time. As it says in Colossians 2.15, having disarmed the powers and authorities, he made a public spectacle of them, triumphing over them by the cross. And that is the pattern he has left that we should follow in his steps. Testimonies of Christian bravery, Christian composure while staring at a crisis, are not merely meant to be stories we listen to that inspire us, but a heavenly pattern by which we live. As God's children, we are not called to live in isolation and self-protection. We are called to proactively proclaim truth and build the kingdom of God, whatever the cost. We are called to sprint toward the battle, not retreat from it. Jesus said, you are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hidden, nor do they light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a lampstand. And it gives light to all who are in the house. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your father in heaven. And Paul says that we are to be children without fault in the midst of a crooked and perverse generation among whom we are to shine as lights in the world. Notice he doesn't say that when we are in the midst of a crooked and perverse generation, we are to hide in a corner and protect ourselves, but to shine as lights in the world. And he also says in Philippians 1.28 that we are not to be intimidated by our enemies. For most of us, it is extremely counterintuitive to go toward danger instead of away from it. But all throughout history, God's kingdom has advanced when his people are proactive instead of reactive in living out our faith. 
Remember this, proactive Christianity seeks opportunities to boldly proclaim Christ, while reactive Christianity stays silent in order to self-protect. As our world is growing more and more hostile towards truth, each of us must decide what kind of Christian we're going to be. Proactive Christians who sprint toward the battle in the power of Jesus Christ or reactive Christians who cower in a corner. My prayer is that each of us would choose to sprint toward the battle, to yield to that heavenly supernatural courage that God desires to give us when we simply yield to him. God bless. Daily Thunder is a listener-supported production of Ellerslie Discipleship Training. At Ellerslie, we are laboring to rouse the Church of Jesus Christ out of its lethargy and build brave-hearted Christians for such a time as this. Daily Thunder episodes are released every day, Monday through Friday, from our campus in Windsor, Colorado. And our weekly sermon is delivered live at 9 a.m. on Sunday mornings with a delayed live stream available at noon Mountain Time. Go to ellerslie.com forward slash daily to get all the details. Thanks for listening.